0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the brand new podcast, Brothers of Blood. My name is Phil. I'm here with my brother Jay.
1: Say hi Jay. hi,
0: Jay. He is Jay. And today we're going to talk about 1985's The Return of the Living Dead. You may ask yourself why we chose something called The Return for a first episode, but it's best to not ans- ask any questions when listening to us. Yeah, you don't need to know where they came from, just
1: that they're back. They That's have returned, right. and I think they're ready to party. Oh, they are definitely ready to party. <laughs> uh, so,
0: this—I uh, have to say right off the top—I love this movie. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's amazing to me that a movie from 1985 uh, can still deliver both the laughs and the scares that this movie uh, endeavors to do. Uh, so many years later, it continues
1: to surprise and delight. It really is. It's it's a fantastic movie. You're not going to get in an argument from me. This, uh, like I said in preparation uh, for this, I didn't need to to uh, to watch the movie. I'm glad I did. Uh, it's been a while, uh, but I remember every beat of this movie. It's it's so great. It's stuck with me for all those years, and and, and only great movies will do that. Um, it's it's a perfect blend of everything. It's got comedy. It's got gore. It's got scares. Uh, it, you know, it, it's uh, some great mu- uh, makeup and puppeteering effects, uh, and they still hold up. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's got Linnea Quigley.
0: So, I mean, it's it, you know, I want to obviously – uh, she deserves she definitely uh, deserves a shout out she deserves a shout out because I am pretty sure and I, I can't say for sure this movie came out when I was six years old yeah uh, I, I probably I saw know. it I feel like I probably saw it when I was
1: eight <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah, in Our that we weren't but, necessarily responsible when it came to what we could watch <laughs> Yes, there was a, there. I was introduced
0: to horror movies very young age. Uh, I suspect uh, in part due to having a a, a brother five years older, yeah, uh, for sure, who was also very into horror movies. So I think that helped. Um, but yes, and so I remember watching this movie, and I, I can't pinpoint the time, but I would probably say single digits. And mm. uh, Linnea Quigley may have been the first naked woman I ever saw in my life. Well, i
1: absolutely, <laughs> I'm absolutely sure it's the first strip scene that I can remember. Uh, ever watching um, and uh, 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 Miguel Nunez's uh, reaction uh, <laughs> just when she goes full bush, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely, uh, I definitely uh, continue, continue to, to connect. Call. A lot of
0: people probably relating the same feeling. 100 percent. I'm astonished and pleased. Uh, So yeah again I I am I I was very surprised at two things of this movie and the first is uh, just how good it continues to be. You mentioned the the makeup effects. They're astonishing. Uh, They're so good and 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 bloody and gory and disgusting uh, and excellent. Uh, The rigor mortis makeups uh, you know the, the the obviously the eating of the of the heads and the brains and so
1: forth just everything across the board for 1985,
0: I thought how do you it's just amazing
1: yeah and 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 still like like I said, I'm watching it thinking that still looks like someone's eating out of someone's skull uh, yes. and you know a brain-like substance like it's not it's not I don't think it's nostalgia I think it still looks like that and uh, they they achieved that uh, that effect so realistically back then that they didn't need to touch it up or do anything like that
0: yeah i think what's interesting is that in later movies uh which we may eventually kind of get to it's almost like a regression right like these are things that that astonish me in in movies you can watch uh you know as an example something like uh jurassic park and then the same year alien 3 comes out and both use cgi and yet one looks like they've perfected the, the 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 technology and the yeah. other one looks like it was made in a basement.
1: Exactly. And I
0: believed there was dinosaurs when I saw
1: Jurassic Park.
0: And I did, I not, did not believe.
1: believe-
0: <laughs> yeah, I did not believe that an alien was born out of a dog. And yet, here we are in the same situation. 1985, they managed to deliver a nail, uh, a zombie uh, uh, situation that, for years, I think was regressed and maybe only came back with the uh, with the. Uh, the Walking Dead, but that, even that was, you know, 17, 20, 20, 20 years later, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this movie also, you know, the, it, it has a legacy behind it. This is, keep in mind, this, is this, this is kind of its own zombie kind of movie, because you don't see these kind of zombies ever. Like these are zombies that, that talk and, yes. and think and plan and have, you know, uh, and have, uh. Uh, you know, cunning. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean? absolutely. So, so it, it really has its own, it really exists in its own, that uh, is its own kind of balloon in that genre. So, um, it, you know, there's uh, uh, the first time you see zombies running, you know, at someone. I
0: i, I remember thinking to myself uh, years and years later, again, once you're jumping forward to uh, the sort of mid. 2000s, watching uh, the, the the craziness or like the the hubbub, let's say, of 28 days later, and the fact that they were like running zombies in that movie, and there was like this really push-pull of like, zombies don't run, that's ridiculous, right? And sort of like you're, you're, you're antithetical to the entire zombie genre. And, you know, that's true of maybe Romero's zombie films, but this movie was made again 20 years earlier, and they're running all over. Uh, oh, yeah. they're, they're and, and it makes it so goddamn terrifying. It's astonishing to me again when you're comparing the two because I think they both exist on such similar uh, stages, right? I, I watch Night of the Living Dead, and there is something terrifying around the lumbering, you know, mindless, um, you know,
1: me-
0: yeah, yeah, meandering kind of zombie, kind of lurching ghouls as they call them, you know, lurching towards you, right? That's that's that is terrifying in and of itself, and yet. You can present something, you know, 16 years later, that has them almost ju- just as terrifying, if not even more, because now y- y- you know you're getting chased, right? You're getting yeah. ambushed. You're getting you know yeah. lulled into this sort of thing, and it's just terrifying.
1: Yeah, they're they're waiting for you. They're setting traps. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, you it's it's incredibly uh, terrifying. Um, uh, plus, I think this was, if I'm not mistaken, the first time that zombies uh, went for brains. You know, this is that's first, true. Yeah, the real uh, the real uh, brain eating uh, sort of came from this uh, from this movie. So again, you know, this 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 kind of pioneered quite a, a few of these uh, these uh, ideas that came about in the future. Yeah, these
0: kind of tropes—they just sort of, you know, kind of backlogged. And I don't know, and, and you know, maybe I'm not in the world enough, but I don't know that it gets the the sort of the credit that it deserves for that, because I think uh, it it does sort of it it did it, it create the sort of idea of and it's it, and debunks certain other things, you know, with the sort of uh, uh, get them in the brain, right? Like, uh, yeah. and you know, they sort of make make note of that. And so what I find interesting is again going in with any pre preconditions or presuppositions based on your previous sort of ghoul movies, the, uh, the, the night, the dawn and the days, uh, you know, you, you kind of think, Oh, well, shoot there. You know, the brain doesn't work, right? Like, you know, it's sort of, you know, you're again, just sort of met with these unstoppable force. And I think um, it's just an interesting take on the zombie uh, genre. And uh, I don't know that it gets enough credit all these years later to as creating that. Absolutely.
1: I mean, the, the, the whole notion that, that the only way that you can stop them is to completely destroy them until there's nothing left. As you know, as referenced later on in the movie, um, uh, that uh, if there's anything left, it's going to keep coming at you. Uh, that's that's right. you know, that's terrifying. You can't get away from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you stop them?
0: And it delivers in such a and you know, again, this movie to go to go back to it in general terms, and we'll get into more specifics uh, a little later. But in general terms, just the the construction of this movie is genius the absolutely. the the structure of it the creation of it i think um the the arc of it let's say yeah uh, this is just the increase of scale absolutely absolutely and i think it's set up in such a way and i'll say this about this movie as well uh it moves it is uh, an hour 40 or something and it is nonstop. there is no lull yeah. there is no uh uh, like a, a release in any way, the tension, the 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 onslaught uh, is yes. is immediate or nearly immediate. As soon as the trioxin hits, and we'll kind
1: of talk exactly. more about that, it's non slow Is the slowest part of the of the movie, Absolutely. Uh, and, and rightly so. And it's um, it's and it's so it's even structured, you know, by use of the main titles as almost, uh, om, o, o, you know, almost two movies. Uh, because you have, you know, your, your, your self-contained sort of your, your small scale start. And then of course the expansion, um, and, and both of course are, uh, uh, wonderfully, uh, signaled by the, the use of the main title. Uh, Oh, yes. Absolutely. That, that, that,
0: that mix that song uh, that 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 score is, it, again, it's incredible. And all the rock songs, too. Again, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about soundtrack in a moment. But it is it is just chock-a-block. Uh, I, I was, again, just so pleased that, uh, you know, I probably haven't seen this movie in mm, five, maybe six years. And uh, when we decided to do it, it was kind of, uh, let's revisit a movie that we both had very fond memories of and in some ways maybe see if it, holds up and see if it is and maybe kind of question whether it is uh nostalgia you know or it is some sort of uh, uh, hive mentality uh but i don't think so i try to watch it as objectively as possible and i just thought this is
1: just a brilliant movie yeah a brilliant it genre really grabs you, and it doesn't let you go uh, like the whole time it's what's going to happen next and how and you can and you can see it coming that's the thing is it, it, it leads you along too because it, it sets everything up and then you learn about it just before the characters in the movie, so you 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 have that tension when you're like, okay, now we know what's going on. How the you know what how they're going to react when they yep. find out very shortly what's happening. absolutely. And they even
0: call it out, like I said before, around the the brains thing, right? There's that feeling of like there's a safety in that, and they feel it almost right, and and, and you know, and then the rea- the reality when the brain doesn't work, they're lost. Yeah. And as an audience member, if we come in with any of that again that presupposition based on our you know maybe Romero history we think well now we're lost too we don't have any answers right like as an audience and I think that that's a a great uh, a a great way you know movies work best I think when you're when you're just at the pace of the characters you know we've both seen movies I'm sure where you know you're way ahead of the character and now you're bored because you're just like waiting for them to catch up I think of uh a couple of movies that we might, we, we might end up talking about. Uh, and then I think the other way where you're so far behind what's happening that again, you lose interest because it's just like, well, I don't, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know. Right. I don't care. And, yeah. uh, and I think this movie kind of keeps you, as you said, just keeps you going, keeps you going. You're right with them at every turn. And when something bad happens to them, you feel
1: something bad happened to, to these people. Yeah. Oh yeah it does an amazing job at that. Just keeps driving you like I said forward 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 um and and you know and 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 then of course the scale increases and increases and increases so does the tension uh so yeah everything everything's great uh, right up to the the uh the uh, uh the great ending. I mean oh brilliant ending. Uh, yes. It's just brilliant um uh, uh leaves so much you know open. Uh it's it's great uh, the whole movie. I'm Start to finish is really a, 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 I would say a masterpiece. I I think it, it it does get a little overlooked when it comes to horror movies because it's so funny, because it's got the black humor, um, yeah. and, and 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 such. You know, and the characters are so you know <laughs> are so over the top. Um, yeah, uh, I think it does get a little overlooked uh, and and seen as more of a, a joke movie uh, than. But it 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 really is a serious you know, there's, there's a lot of serious horror, horror going on in this movie. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. And I think, you know, it doesn't, I think what what helps it, I think to a certain extent, but also may hinder it is that the, the, the characters, the choice of punks, you know, the sort of mid eighties punks as your protagonists, I think are, are kind of an interesting, I think that might be a barrier. I think that may date the movie uh, in, in, un, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary or I don't think that it's uh, I think it just maybe dates the movie in a way that maybe puts it on, on, on the side someplace. You know, it's
1: funny. it's funny that you mentioned the dating because um, I mean, it, first of all, I mean, it actually dates itself uh, right off the start. You have, you give it a date. Uh, and and you're given a you know a parking lot full of cars that are obviously uh, you know from from the mid 80s. Um, the wardrobe uh, is there's a lot of 80s going on there, but it's not you know it's not really over the top 80s. Um, what does and you know the soundtrack obviously there's there's a lot of 80s going on there too. But I think one of the things that dates it the most is the uh, acid rain references. You know? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very '80s concern. <laughs> you know, yes, that is true. great anymore. <laughs> yes, coincidentally,
0: because of all of the hairspray that each of these punks <laughs> needed <laughs> exactly. to. It only made it worse. Yeah, <laughs> they made it worse. They caused it, and that's sort of—I think—that's a theme of the, of the whole of the movie. In the end, so we're just going to talk a
1: little bit about
0: uh, a couple of the, the the cast, and then we'll dive into the the movie itself. So, you know, having characters. And character actors like Clue, Gulliger, and James Caron uh, oh, yeah. that have been around for a long time, I think, again, add the movie or give the movie a little bit of uh, credibility, let's say. If you're going to cast a bunch of sort of no-name punks to do the show, and I think Don Kalfa is another one, right? You sort of yeah. you ground it in familiar faces and yeah.
1: older people. You know, I think that's another thing where horror mean, movies and i was also going to say uh, and you put those those characters are all, or those actors are also in the the authoritative roles correct you know they're, they're the ones that are in charge basically yep. and i, so think, that it's, it's use, yeah, I that. think that there's a good use yeah good use i think that there's
0: a feeling of like safety again in that you you're sort of you're you're approaching these as the elder statesmen. they're familiar to horror uh, you know audiences to a certain extent uh, and if they weren't at the time, they certainly would be later. Um, but I think they give a movie a grounding. And so that if you cast a bunch of the no-name sort of punks uh, and each is sort of looking to the other, I think that there's there's some credibility that's that's lended. And I also want to say um, that their further credibility, and we can talk more about that in a second, but the, the further credibility of, again, the structure of the movie and the way that it's designed, as you said, dated and sort of time-stamped, uh, there is a piece of like, oh, well, this is... Uh, this is a feels like a, it's a natural thing rather than
1: some made up thing. yeah it, it's of its time you know it's yeah. basically pointing out this is a period movie at least it is now yeah. um, that's <laughs> right <laughs> it, then, it is now um yeah if it wasn't then it would now. yeah i also wanted to point out uh you know obviously um the uh the the punk that is uh more of a main character uh, uh freddie played by tom matthews uh i believe this was his first movie um, and of course he went on to be, uh, you know, to be known to many horror fans as Tommy Jarvis or one of the Tommy Jarvis's, um, Jarvis. <laughs> I, yeah. and I have to say, uh, he, he him and James Cairn's chemistry in this movie is fantastic. Um, Great. they, they play together so well. And, uh, and at one point I thought, you know, they're kind of like the Laurel and Hardy of this movie. Um. Because they're they do a lot. There's a lot of comic relief coming from them, just in their just in their performances bouncing off each other. Um, and I think uh, I think that was that was some brilliant casting putting them together.
0: Yeah, I think that that's right. I think that that relationship. You get the impression right away that they're that Tom, uh, that Tom Matthews character uh, Freddie is new. Yeah, and and there's a sort of like you know take you under your wing kind of thing, and. But to your point, I think that that chemistry. There's a belief that those that they're really getting along, right? And they're really kind of friends. Yeah, and I find the same even with Bert. Situation.
1: Yeah. When and when Bert comes in. and yeah, absolutely, um, Bert and and you also tell them that Frank and Bert have a history. You know, they uh, yeah. those two together really, really, really did uh, the the chemistry together was great.
0: Yeah, and I think again when you're in your casting and the punks, I feel like they're all. Uh, you know, I feel like they're all friends, right? The, the only thing that I find strange about the casting when it comes to the punks in general were the the sort of what appears to be outliers. And I just noticed this for the first time in this movie, literally the first time I ever noticed this movie, was, you know, Freddie and Tina do appear to be sort of on the other side of these punks, right? Like, the others are yeah. very, like, you know, mohawks and leather and, and, you know, and so on. Yeah. And Freddie just oh. seems like a really sweet guy, and Tina also, these sort of, like, the the equivalent of the sort of girl and boy next door kind of vibe to them and yet and i kind of thought well that seems incongruous to a certain extent but they don't really uh they don't make that a thing into the movie right they're not the outsiders everyone's sort of accepted but i did notice this time again for the first time that freddie's
1: jacket oh my god this is so funny because there's, you know, I feel like a lot of times we're, you know, we're very much on the same uh, wavelength. I have a feeling you and I spotted the same thing, but go ahead. <laughs> it's this varsity looking coat. And uh, I honestly had never noticed before, but the back in stitching. Said, Fuck, reads, you. Fuck you. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that today when I was reviewing, uh, when I was finishing up the review uh, of the movie. I, I just I happened to be making a note and I paused it. And it just happened to be Freddy's back. And I thought, does that say fuck you? And I thought, yeah. that's that's perfect. And I'd never noticed it before. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and that's, <laughs> just, it was a great observation. And uh, I was really hoping to pull that out of my ass tonight. But, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you saw it. Also, yeah, it's I- amazing to me. 30 years of watching
0: this movie and I never got that. I
1: never uh, saw it. I also want to point out uh, the the names of the characters, which I think is, is great. Because you have, you know, scuzz, you have suicide, yeah. you have spider. you have trash, and then you have Chuck. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to Chuck? Why didn't he get, a, why didn't
0: he get Sure. A well, even Chuck and, and, and Casey, I wrote that down, and too, that the, the, the yeah, two like kind of, two like...
1: Yeah. The thought, new well, way where, where the hell were they when they were heading out the cool days? Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. So Bosa, where's Buzzsaw?
0: If you're not scuzz, then what the hell are you doing with your life?
1: I was like, this yeah. is. A, I think there's a. <laughs> they just ran out of names. <laughs> they were like, oh, I don't know, Chuck.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, I do love that, and and so the last last thing about the casting I do want to mention is uh, I have to tell you what I think is the star of the movie, and we mentioned him earlier, but I think that Miguel Nunez
1: oh. is the star of this movie. Like I tell you, that guy. Uh, you know, uh, mo- he's most famous, of course, for uh, Juana Man, of course, and the, uh, the the long lost sequel, Do You Want to Get Out of Here? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he's great. Uh, he's uh, he's um, I used to watch him actually in a show called Tour of Duty on television. It was a, a world war, or, or not a world war, uh, Vietnam or Korea War, one of those, one of the wars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he was fantastic and I remember seeing him showing up in this That I was like okay great he is well first of all they wanted him to say fuck a lot in this movie <laughs> <They> <laughs> yes there are lines like there's a, at one point where uh, where he's like I'll drive and Bert goes no I'll drive and he goes fuck you and it just sharp cut to the next scene it's like it, you just it, why is that line there other than to get young he dance to say fuck you just one more time uh, I agree he says it 100%. great. He does say "fuck" very, very, uh, very well. Um, but he is amazing in this movie, and all of the best lines and moments. I think I feel involved in. One hundred percent. I think there. He's either the the
0: reason for the line, or he's the deliverer of the line. But he, yes. as, a, as a, even as an actor, you know, take away even the specific line readings, which you know I love. I think he's oh, so exactly. fantastic. But he's the one oh, no, that he, I think he plays terrified,
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, he plays terrified, and he does it again in Friday Five. You know, in a, in a, in that short role um, as oh, uh, yeah. demon. Demon, demon. Uh, that's right. He plays demon terrified, writer, incredibly well. <laughs> but sorry, but I do think what he what he delivers in this movie is a conduit, you know, I, I would imagine as I watch this movie, I think I am now really witnessing this movie through his eyes, you know, uh, Bert and, and Freddie and uh, that, you know, the sort of elderly, you know, sort of cast as it were, they are, you know, in their, in their own pocket, but I think as a young person watching it before and, and sort of maybe connecting to, but his reactions are the ones that tell the story to me. You're right. He yeah, hyperventilates and freaks out. He's the one trying to find a plan. He's the one that's trying to, you know, that dismisses other plans, right? Like we can't. There's
1: hundreds of those fuckers out there. We can't, right? Like yeah, he's he, got he an ability. He over the lead punk once uh, really does, once suicide gets eaten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he kind of takes he take he de- very much takes the lead uh, of the punks. And you're right, he's the he's the sort of he becomes sort of our way into the rest of the story. Um yeah. Uh, especially once you know Freddie and, and Frank have their unfortunate <laughs> ter- yes. uh, their uh, transformations. Um,
0: yes, absolutely. But I think it's it, anyway. So he just sort of stuck out in this movie, and I always liked him. Like he was always like my uh, a favorite character, just because I thought he was just so darn funny. But I yeah. think in watching it this time, I really got the impression like, well, no, he's the lead, and it really it it disappoints me that. And I think at the time,
1: it probably disappointed me as well to think this guy should be a superstar. He should be, and he's always the 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 supporting guy, and it's a small role, and but it's always like the one, well, except for Juana Man. Uh, of but, course, uh, uh, it's always the small role, but he's always the guy that you remember when the movie's over. Yeah, he you steals know, the David show. David he steals, steals the scenes. Life. You know, his scenes in life are, are the ones that I remember the most. One
0: hundred percent. I think it's 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 too bad that he didn't sort of maybe deliver or get get a bigger career, uh, yeah. because I think he. He does great work in this movie, and uh, I think he does great work in everything. So um, that's all I had to say. Yeah, that, do you yeah. have any other thoughts on uh, cast? Any other last bits?
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think, like I said, I think they all work really well. It's great, cha- uh, great uh, putting them all together. Like, I, the Pumps, I really do believe they have relationships, obviously, before that. There's, there's dialogue references to, you know, past things. And, and I think they pulled them off. Uh, fantastic. Um, you know, for, for what is essentially a small cast, I think it's, uh, uh, they all work really well together.
0: Agreed. I, I, I uh, so pleased that they managed to, you know, deliver on that when it's not always easy. It's, it's, it's not yeah. often easy to, to cast five or six disparate people and have it feel like it's a real lived in world. And, uh, I think this movie delivers that for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we're just going to talk a little bit about the 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 score, the soundtrack, very short cuz I don't know any of these songs, but all of them deliver uh so well in this movie. Uh you know, the the pathos of something like Burn the Flames. Uh, amazing. Is just it it delivers when you're watching that scene, and we kind of get to the scenes more specifically. But when that scene and that that music and the sort of the haunting nature of it delivers, it just adds so much excitement. And and again, you're dealing with a movie that you know horror movies historically will often have scores, right? Everyone, you know, right. Harry Manfredini obviously is a is a big example, but even back to you know Psycho, yeah, you're and, hearing, and you're not and, hearing and a lot Herndon. of episodes.
1: yeah, you're not hearing a lot of uh, licensed uh, tunes.
0: Correct. And so to make this and sort of have it again in all sort of punk themes and punk acts, uh, it just delivers again. It just it, it manages to somehow take a, a punk song and deliver. And do you want to party? And having that score, the, the onslaught is incredible yeah. and a great little that, kind that, of wink. And that nod
1: such a great choice for that for that scene in particular. Um, you know, it, it sets such a tone. For what this movie is, you know, Absolutely. it's not going. This is not the lumbering zombies you remember. These are these ones are when they're ready to party, and they're gonna, you know, this is yeah. they're, they're messed up. <laughs> They've got the cocaine, and they're all- <laughs> yeah, they're not, and they're not letting
0: up, right? And that song really does deliver that uh, that feeling. And then the scenes right after. So, getting into the scenes. So this movie very memorably opens with the title card that says, "These are based on actual events."
1: I love that. It's such a great uh, way to open a movie, uh, especially when your premise is, y'all remember Night of the Living Dead? Well, that shit was real, and here's, <laughs> here's what happened. Yeah, you kind of explain it for an audience
0: that is either A, familiar with it, you know, f- familiar with Night of the Living Dead, or not. But either way, you set it and you ground it right away. And, you know, the Coen brothers used this later on in in 95 with Fargo. And I thought, even in Fargo, I got a big kick out of it because it just reads like this is based on a true story. And if you've ever seen Fargo, you think, well, there's no way that this is based on a true story. But it's the Coen brothers kind of having a wink and a nod to, A, you know, weird stuff happens all the time, you know, so like maybe it could have happened, right? Uh, But it does sort of put a, a, you're sort of, You know, and I used to work at a video store and people would particularly would look at a movie and say, like, oh, this is based on a true story. Let's get that one. Right. Like it is a bit of a marketing technique to say, well, this is true and therefore I'm going to watch it. And I think this movie never necessarily intends you to believe that it's, you know, that it's uh, that it's real. But I like that. It sort of decides right at the beginning to sort of say, no, this is real. And the old stuff was real. And now we're going to take you on a real messed up version of
1: what what that is. Whether you believe it or not this is the, uh, this is the, this is where we're telling you this is how it is. <laughs> that's right. And, and this we're going to present it. As, as real, be, as awesome. Whether you believe it or not. That's right. And I think it's, it,
0: I think it delivers. And again, that's the that first speech. And then we meet, you know, Ernie, uh, sorry, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Freddie and, and, and Frank. And, uh, and they're just kind of going through their motions and so forth. And I think, the uh, the sort of first day on the job it seems,
1: that, and getting that you through sure a- is great. The uh, the uh, pad boom, 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 and the, uh, the dogs, and the perfect teeth, uh, all of that is great to set up. Just uh, like I said, you know, Freddie's first day on the job. Here's here's all this great stuff, and I love that they pay off most of those things later on. The, uh, yeah, and again,
0: one hundred percent. We talked about structure. Right. We talked about structure in the movie and this movie is so good at the setups and the payoffs, yeah. uh, you know, uh, in, in it just it's it's just a kind of an, an incredible uh, kind of way, you know, even things like, you know, so it goes from the title card right to the punks in the car and and that kind of stuff. And then they're trying to, uh, you know, one of the punks is like, I'm in no mood to die tonight. Yeah, great. Yeah.
1: And the trash is the. Uh, talk about how the worst way to die would be uh, uh, a bunch of old men that to, to, to climb all over and eat her alive. I'm like, wow, <laughs> there, there might you, be a, yeah. a, a chance that this might happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you called it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you really did that, but I love, and then, and then so what I love in in that tour where they're sort of talking around, you know, again, talking about <clears throat> just like you said, the tour of the, of the, of the place was great. The split dogs, and the perfect teeth, the skeleton, right? There's a sense of just macabre, right? None of it is necessarily horror, but it is definitely sense in this, like you're working in this medical, you need a, you know, everybody needs a, a medical clinic. <laughs> uh, uh, great name. Uh, but uh, that medical warehouse where you've got uh, so much of that weird stuff, right? So you're just surrounded by weirdness.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Right off the bat. And then this, the speech around not a living dead.
1: Uh, what? A, yeah, great. The great, the, the whole tension just cap it all off. The whole, the whole, uh, that whole speech is just great. And again, it's, it draws you in because yeah. if you are familiar with Night of the Living Dead, you, you might be thinking, well, you know, maybe there is something to this. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you have that, like sort of that second where you go, was that real? That can't be real now.
0: They kind really? of give you that. They give you that sort of explanation, however subtle it is, and however brief it is. But saying like, "You know, no, no, no. obviously they had to, you know, yeah. spice it up for the movie." Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, but what really happened was that they were animated and they sort of jumped up and down and like you know, sort of presented like they were alive. And exactly. so even in just in just plausible. that one, it feels plausible. Exactly. Right, and I think that was that was really great, and then obviously indicating the cadavers uh uh you know uh, in the in the uh showing the cadaver hanging in the meat yeah. closet or in the in the freezer again you sort of just get a sense of the world which i think is great and then when they trip the the trioxin
1: and yeah. reveal and that it, that, that it, this whole time exactly and then it becomes you just as they're about to discover everything going oh yeah there was that and now this you know it's, yeah it's a beautiful Absolutely. beautiful way to it's, set all that
0: it sets it up so well. And even the dogs, right again, you've got split dogs and now they're like, what, what am I hearing? What am I hearing? Right. And so just yeah. slowly and gradually, you're getting a sense of something is amiss, right? Like not only, you know, and, and, and you've watched the amazing title sequence that basically oh. takes you through.
1: You follow re- exactly. You follow the smoke uh, up through the, through the pipe, which then gets into the, to the freezer which you've been and then and then it ends with the you know with the twitching just what a what a great amazing title sequence and terrifying and right then, yeah. and the music uh, only adds to that because it's got this again this drive to it where you know something's wrong it's it's eerie there you know the, the 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 stabs the the keyboard stabs are are all uh they're all very aggressive it's just it's fantastic pretty percussive right like very kind of like downbeat right
0: like very very uh intense and yeah and then leading to that and then the freeze frame is oh yeah perfect it's just like you can't really make out right it's in the plastic bag you don't really know what's going on or what it is you you know what it is i guess but you don't get a view of it right and and you just sort of Uh, It's just uh, it's just incredible. What a a brilliant sort of title sequence that really does uh, set a tone again for the for the whole uh, for the whole movie. And then things of that, of course, uh,
1: you know, even words like the Resurrection Cemetery. And I loved. I caught that. uh, I think maybe for the first time on this watch when I saw it, I was like, "Oh well, that's clever." I I don't know if I noticed that before. Uh, The Resurrection Cemetery. I gotta say though, you know, if I find. If there's anything that I find a little uh, implausible, if you find a tank and you open that tank and you see a shriveled up fucking corpse and there's a number on the side of the tank saying, hey, if you see this, call this. Out. I'm calling that number. Like, no, I don't need to keep this. <laughs> like, what is the possible, what possible reason do they have to keep this thing?
0: Agreed. Agreed. What I find interesting about that, and I think it's really great, is there's that third plot line or at least that secondary plot line that takes in the moment i remember thinking well this is taking me out of the movie i don't understand
1: i was i I was thinking about the same thing because that first you know really that first scene is unnecessary um you don't need to have that relationship with the wife with the you know it's crap i love the lines though
0: well there's Uh, it's so funny i had it for lunch yeah
1: i had it for lunch you know i was like (laughs) this is just kind of you know, just this guy being an asshole. Um, yeah. No real... There's no no real need for that scene except for, the, you know, that they've dropped the, the the point that they're looking for these things, right? Yes. But I'm like, if you excise that scene and you still have them call the tank later and that that whole scene happens the way it does, yeah, you're, you're, you're nowhere... You're nowhere behind. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, no, you're, I agree. You're, you're this is the done. scene...
0: This is the only scene in the movie where, where I thought...
1: It's unnecessary. It is, uh, and it, it does take you out. And really, it's about forty minutes before you get to the true, real meat of this of this movie. So yeah. I'm like, well, maybe you cut that scene out. You, you get there a little faster. That's about the only thing that I that I really that I think doesn't necessarily work
0: yeah i like that they uh, they could and they do later when they make reference to things like we found it right or like now we know where it is right in just a couple of lines you could indicate that they've been searching for this exactly 20 years whatever but yeah that first scene is unnecessary and it does sort of stop the movie
1: now it's a weird place to put it too you put it right after you know you have this the, the tank and the you know the the set up and then the, the big you know musical number <laughs> and the, the free stream but then all of a sudden it's like who the fuck is this <laughs> and, and yeah. where are we and why yeah it's very kind of strange to me uh
0: and then but i so w- uh, so yeah that that i think you know could have been cut to save a little bit of time uh in the running although again once it gets going uh you know that's that's a, a minor quibble but i agree it, it does sort of stop the movie and probably could be excised without any real uh real problem uh i do like almost immediately you're kind of getting these senses between Freddie and and Frank that something is wrong, you know, with the, they start looking a little ghastly and, 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 uh, but I also love like, you know, the screaming and the yelling and the frightening and the, and the the terror. And there's so much screaming in this movie. Again, you really buy all of it. I buy all the pain. I buy all of the fear. Uh, everything is, everything delivers so much, but those two in particular, I thought just are killing it in dying <laughs> they're just so
1: yeah. uh, uh I, I love one of my favorite uh, tra- uh, transitions too is when he's talking to bert in the office and he's like bert, we we had his calm he's trying to keep everything he's like we have a problem and he holds and, he, and in the back and all you hear before it cuts is the zombie or the uh, corpse <laughs> just screaming <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah great great great
0: uh great moment I was just going to say that's my, one of my favorite lines is when he's just like, what are we going to do? And he just said, we're going to, we're going to call the boss, we're, we're going to Right? Call like the Barry,
1: boss.
0: <laughs> We're passing this buck on. <laughs> yeah. We don't want anything to do with this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You
0: know, so I, I got a kick out of that. I, I thought the delivery of, you know, watching these those two, and again, we kind of get into the the, the makeup. We go back to the to the graveyard now for really thrashes uh,
1: striptease. us you know, call follow what it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and think some great lines and some great lines of dialogue, like, "What is this a fucking costume?" That's right. is the way of life. such <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so, so, he's so merry. He's he's all in. Yes. 100%. He 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 ain't got no gas, he's not not driving around for two fucking hours. Yes, he is
0: fantastic. Also, uh, coincidentally in Friday 5. That's true. That is true. Uh, and uh, and pretty memorable in that brief brief scene as well. Uh yeah. but the unleashing and the introduction of uh, so yeah, so so being at the at the cemetery and watching and listening to all of that, I just thought uh, you know again really camaraderie everybody seems to be on the right idea and back at the at the warehouse you're watching the again this is where we reveal like the brain doesn't work right like doesn't didn't yeah. the movie lie like what are we doing yeah. here and then and Devil you have to
1: pitchfork, by the way uh the pitchfork uh scene fantastic again great editing you so really there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff in here that 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 if it lingered too, even a second too long it would ruin the effect and they yeah. they really really like the even the even the corpse running around which is obviously not real no head it's still it's cut around so quickly that yeah. and well that you never get a good look at how you know rubber monster it looks.
0: Agreed, and I, even something as subtle as the vocal cords when they're hacksawing the putting, head off, yeah,
1: fantastic. putting the
0: effect of the gurgling and the and the and the crackling, as it were. I thought again, just a brilliant choice of the 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 the, the small things go a yeah. long way to add to its credibility, and that you know I know they're not carving a head off, but yeah, you add a couple of those segments and edit it just right and get that. Subtle movement, and you're—I think anyway—you're in it. You're 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 buying it, and uh, yeah. this movie does that a number of
1: times, very the very well. The butterfly board where you see the fl- the wings flapping—just uh, what a great detail! Because obviously they would be resurrected too, but they're you know yep. <laughs> pinned to the board. That's yeah. right. They can't do anything. Can't go anywhere. But the
0: fact that that's there is just another.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just no matter movie. where
0: you're looking as an audience, no matter where you're looking, wherever your eyes go. You've yeah. got uh, evidence that this is really happening, and I think yeah. that that's really uh, very important. And and so I love that. I love that they 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 go to the. What I really love about this movie, one of the the things in terms of a, just a conceit, a plot point, right, is the belief that they finally have neutralized this issue. What they think is the biggest issue they've got, which is yeah. obviously the split dogs and the, and the whole thing, but they can just chop this guy up. And go and see Bert. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, go Ernie. and see Ernie. <laughs> <Bertie>. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go and see Ernie across the, the the cemetery and burn it up. Right, like just get rid yeah. of it. And I think that there's this sort of relief. And I love movies that that allow for you think you're getting the solution, and what you're actually getting is a problem.
1: Is a bigger uh, problem. Yeah, yeah. And and it's, again. It's, and again uh, you know when it comes to the structure, i I just love the fact that when they you know when they're all just relaxed and everything else and then you start seeing that smoke, they bring the main titles back and then yep. you realize, oh no done. Yep. <laughs> what over. is the happening? Movie's, the movie's just beginning that's right. it's, it's basically it's, starting again again. now it's like you thought the movie was done? No no, 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 it's now the next part. <laughs> that's right. you <laughs> yeah. think that again,
0: you you think you're solving the one problem. Yeah. And to do that, you've actually caused a bigger one. And, and the they, brilliance and, and of and that slow so push-in.
1: Beautiful with that, with the, with the song, with the use of the, the title sequence. Great song. The and the slow push-in on the... the right? So now it's like, oh, shit, now we're going again.
0: <laughs> That's it. The slow push-in on the, on the oven and the smoke billowing up and then following it. Again, a brilliant choice to sort of follow it through and around. The rain hits, and now you're watching the rain drip into... Yeah, that fantastic yeah. shot that goes into basically into a coffin. Yeah, and you see the feet. drip, <laughs> and then cuts later to them crawling through. It's just a brilliant use of of uh, music and structure and storytelling. That it tells you everything you need to know without it getting too obvious, right? It's almost a joke when it's dripping on these on these feet, yeah. right? Just this quiet scene, this quiet shot, but you know what that means, and it means everybody's screwed. Yeah, it means you're about to have a very bloody evening, <laughs> and, and and it doesn't and it doesn't stop. You know what yeah. I think is interesting about like that is like it starts there, and the, the the moaning and the groaning and the so forth, and then it's on and it does not let up uh, yeah. for the rest of the movie. And those two or the, those four sort of think that they're sort of safe in there in the, you know, in the in the embalming and the you know so on, but uh, it gets real ugly real quick. Uh, For the punks, and that whole sequence, I think is just brilliant. I think it's so good; they can't get out of it, right? The rain, the car won't start. They already made allusions to gas being a problem.
1: Yeah, right. Again,
0: these setups and payoffs,
1: and it's got so many great scenes too. I mean, the uh, especially when the you know the uh, the paramedics, you know, when when Freddie and and they start realizing, you know, coming to the realization that something's really wrong, and they call the the paramedics. That whole scene, because again. You're just, you feel like you're just a little behind them when you go, oh, oh, wait, that he sounded like, like you know, th- they were describing the rigor mortis. And when, when Ernie gets all, uh, you know, interested and he starts asking the questions, and then the yep. paramedics come in and they start confirming things because they think the equipment's down. And obviously, you can't be dead because, you know, you're walking around and talking. And yep. it's such a great uh, scene, uh, you know, when they're you know, realizing, wait a second, you're saying we're dead? <laughs> Like yeah. what, a, what a great moment where you're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yep. And I think not what's great is, they is they that that's such a quiet,
0: that's such a quiet scene. Yeah. Played so straight. Yeah. Right. And yet what's happening outside those doors is exactly what's happening on the inside. And so as an audience, again, you're sort of thinking like, well, this is an eventuality. Yeah. You know, like it's only a matter of time that it's seemingly only a matter of time. And those guys are inside the room, you know, in some ways, right? And I, yeah. I like that they they later on kind of come to that realization. I think it's, you know, again, just sort of great plotting. Um, but then again, we get back to the paramedics and the choices that they're making, the dead are making with regards to getting
1: more more brains, you know? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, think- the, whole, the whole notion that they could think about it and go, hmm, well, wait a second. <laughs> Let's see if that yeah. done some more you know, delivery. It's like, it's the original Uber Eats. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Send, send more
0: paramedics. The ability to speak and think and ambush is just, uh, again, uh, both it's hilarious. A it's hilarious on its face. And then yeah. it's goddamn terrifying on the other side. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. they, they're in control. Right. Like they, at that point, it becomes clear that they, maybe not at that point, but later, certainly with the cops, and then, yeah. right, there's this feeling of, oh, well, this yeah. is, and I, I kind of well, like that they can,
1: is, how do you, yeah, how do you, how are you going to stop this if they can literally think and there are sports of them? That's right. And I think what's, what's funny, and we talk
0: about, uh, um, you know, Frank earlier, we're, we're talking about, you know, the setups and payoffs. He even says when they're, when they're doing the the smoke, when they're sort of burning down the, the rabid reasel weasels, uh, yeah. he says, you know, some big favor, I could operate that thing. Right, yeah. and it's a subtle throwaway line, but sure enough, forty minutes later into the movie, we get,
1: uh, you yeah. know, him recognizing. And that's a great uh, scene too. And I think he needs to be recognized. as really, he's he's one of the heroes of this movie. You know, um, he's like he's like I don't want to eat all my friends' brains. <laughs> like I'm just gonna, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna get in the oven.
0: Yeah, he just knows, and he, sees, he watches Freddie. Right, that's, that's his thing. He sees yeah, Freddie.
1: And I don't want to be he's,
0: that. Yeah, yeah. He watches him basically die. Right. This is a little later, but he's you know they're in the the chapel, and at that point, the recognition of oh, <laughs> I this is this is what's going to happen to me, and I won't I won't stand for it.
1: Um, I, uh, I think <laughs> I, I will. I just I just remembered something. Uh, if you watch that chapel scene again, um, I think it's really funny because when they're attacking Freddy and and uh, Frank, you know, sneaks out while yeah. while they're doing it, but while clue is beating the ever-loving shit out of freddie um miguel Nunes is standing next to him and he is completely calm like there's yeah. no like he's just standing there like like he's not even raised his weapon he's like just standing there just cool waiting for his turn and then at one point just smacks him but i was <laughs> like i just caught my eye and thought everybody else is acting terrified and he's just like, waiting for his cue. (laughs) I don't know if he realized he was, like, camera at that moment, but it just kind of struck me as very blase for that, for what was happening.
0: That's pretty funny. Yes, absolutely. I think that's hilarious. I know you mentioned it. I have a vision of that, where it's like, stand on your mark, don't move until you have to. That's pretty funny. I do want to just call reference to uh, the use of the psycho shot, you know, when when Tina goes looking for Freddie in the in the warehouse and again mind the third step it's a bitch There's oh, this, the they set step. it up she gets yeah. there and falls through yeah uh but is introduced to the tar and uh <laughs> when suicide throws it apart this is you know his big death scene but the use of uh brains and yeah. and and the psycho shot on tina you know uh is is yeah. fantastic
1: I gotta Uh, tell, I gotta, now that you brought him up, I gotta, I gotta shout out to Tarman. That fucking thing scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, still almost scared shit out of me now. Uh, What a great, what a great makeup job, uh, costume, uh, performance. Uh, like, like all of his limbs, like he had no muscle control, the way he was walking. Um, but yeah, he just terrifying, um, performance. And, uh, (laughs) and I do have to say, I had read somewhere that that uh, it was called tarman because I think at some point Miguel mentions mentions it or calls him that. When I yep. heard it, he does not say tarman. What he says is tar baby. And oh, pretty, yeah, I know, and I'm pretty sure that they were. Well, let's let's go with Tarman. <laughs> yeah. That's a little yes. less. That's a little more um, marketable. Less problematic. Well, wow. he said I I I went over it about three times and I put the volume up, but I was like, no, he just no, he just get tar baby is <laughs> what he called it. And so I was like, wow. okay, all right, interesting. Uh, I also fair. want to shout out, uh, and I sorry if I'm derailing you, but uh, I see that the uh, we're, we're getting uh, getting long in the in the tooth here, but I want to shout out the brains lady. What a great puppet! Uh, oh, oh 100% we're
0: going to talk on her next. but yes, I agree.
1: 100%. She the the puppeteer got to, now I I did kind of bump into the fact that she has no lips. So as she was talking I was like, well she wouldn't sound. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you you got to suspend some disbelief obviously. But um, I love that scene. I call it interview with a zombie. Um yeah. What a great scene to actually have them deliver a motivation you know, exactly. to tell provide them, a psychology, Yeah, provide a reason why they need to eat your brains. What a great idea. And it's haunting, you know, to think about yep. all of these things that are just in pain and all they want is some relief. Like it's it's such a great uh, scene. And just watching her there, you believe that shit. Like yep. it's fucking it, it I, to this day, I, I would say that that looks so like such an amazing practical effect. It's an amazing screen practical
0: screen. effect, 100%. And it also, to your point, I think it delivers on what it's, it somehow manages in that brief scene. And it's not that long. I remembered it always being longer, but it is not a very long yeah. scene. But yeah. what it does is it provides, again, it, it provides uh, reason. It provides a moment of empathy, right? It, it, yeah. it, it clarifies that it's not about eating people, it's brains, It's just like it. it, So the specificity of it is interesting, and the pathos of that, of it hurts to be dead, which is sort of a glib line that Ernie kind of throws out at the end. But it it it's so apropos, uh, strangely, you know. And it it, the pain of being dead.
1: Yeah, and Uh, what do you hear? All you hear throughout the movie is dead people screaming, right? And, Absolutely, and and, and, w- and you scream when you're in pain. So yeah, that it's uh, it's so haunting. Uh, yeah, when you when you when you actually you know learn <laughs> why they're in such a manic you know uh, attack mode.
0: Yeah, it's astonishing to me, and you kind of get a, again a relevance uh, and a reason for the behavior. Uh, whether you kind of agree with it, obviously it's it's extreme, right? But it does give a motivation and a reason, and I think that in this movie is such a unique. Uh, interesting thing because one of the, the old, the history of, of the zombies is like it doesn't, it isn't about a reason, right? There is no reason. It's, it's the, yeah. it's the, it's the, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead. It's just like it just happened. You know, no one has that an answer, happened. right? Like there's, is, yeah. And you have to, just, and you have to deal with it. And, and yeah, and the I think it, that's the interesting part. Agreed. Agreed. And putting it into that context. And that's when, you know, that Nunez again has that great moment where he's just like, we got I gotta talk. Like this is too much. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like now okay. it's, it's beyond
1: yeah like we have a problem
0: <laughs> yeah like this is very like this is something this is big you know and and and, and i think uh i think that's again just that brilliant scene where it's again it's played you know the way he delivers that line is laughable at times but what he's saying and how he's saying it is not you know and i think that yeah. that's really important
1: and that i mean course, ultimately go ahead and of course when they run by later and she's still on the table and she's just screaming brains, brains, brains. Yeah. Like begging, begging for, for it, it, right? It's Needing a reminder it. that you know of what's going on on the stakes for them, but yeah. just and, and you know, fucking Miguel again, you know, wanting to bust, bust her in the fucking head. That's right, um, absolutely. Like I again, think it's you know, I, it's just a reminder again. Like and here's you know, if you're if you wondering what's waiting for you outside, there she is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's fantastic. I know we're kind of wrapping up, but I mean, there's there's a couple, so many great scenes. Obviously, thrashes, you know, rise. From yeah. the dead, you know, uh, that's a great scene It delivers and, and a couple of those eating the, the brains of the homeless and then she shows up again later in the, in the sort of the raid of the, of the house and so you many attempts to get it
1: out. out. It's easy to pick out. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's that scene thing there's, the, there's the giant mouth. <laughs>
0: there's one more scene uh, well two, the, the, again we, t- we alluded to it earlier but the scene where they send more cops and they have like a row of like 18 or 8 or 9 cop cars in the dark and they're watching them and then they all just get swarmed is a goddamn yeah. terrifying moment, and the sort of everything that comes in here gets swallowed up is such a, a terrifying it's a, it's
1: a yeah. resignation of we're so screwed. Yeah, there, yeah, we need to leave. Like we can't wait for help. We need to help ourselves. That's right. Because help isn't coming, right? Help. You can't get it.
0: And that scene again, coupled soon thereafter with the turning the lights on. This is a little earlier, but uh uh yeah. turning the lights on the ambulance yeah. and just seeing. Hundreds or what appears to be hundreds of these things
1: is so goddamn scary. And when they storm the barricade with the cops again, you know the stakes keep going up and up and up because you know they're going to break that barricade. They're going to now hit the town, uh, which of course, which of course leads to the inevitable finale.
0: The finale, which we're going to talk about right now, it's such an amazing ending to what is otherwise an uh, to an amazing movie. I just thought, what a perfect button. To cap this movie, they finally call the tanks. They finally, or they call the number on the tank. They finally kind of address the issue. Yeah. The army military assumes, okay, well, we've finally figured this out. We know the solution. We've yeah. planned for it, and you've got an, uh, uh, the, all the people on the ground saying, "Okay, phew, this is again another situation. We've got a problem solved. We've solved the problem, yeah. and the problem, the the solution to this problem is
1: nuke the bastards." Yeah, from Orbit, it's the only way to be sure. It's the only um, way to be sure. The And, and the, the, one of the things I love is as he's taking the notes, there's a one-way phone conversation and, yes. and uh, where they're reciting everything, and he's just like, I see, I see the <laughs> questions he's asking, and he goes, oh, and then what happened, you know? Um, yep. Yep. And in the background, if you watch his wife, she goes from annoyed to yes. horrified. Terrified. Yep. Great, because every time he makes a a new question, she reacts to it, and she gets more and more terrified. I fucking love that scene. Um, It's so so good because you you know what they're talking about. You know everything that's happening on the other side of that conversation. Yeah, you know the answers. You know the answers.
0: He's asking the questions, and you know, and his he's so stoic about it too, which I love. She's kind of terrified, and he's so. I see. I see. I see
1: exactly by the numbers. This is what we. Um, and the fact that they said the egg, the egg is hatched. Uh, yep. You know, it's a great, great, great line. Great line, um, absolutely. And I love the fact that they're on the. You know, of course, the Bert and the, and the the survivors are sitting there going, "Well, apparently they got some kind of contingency plan." And of course, yep. Miguel needs to have uh, to get. I think he has one more fuck where He's like, "What fucking plan?" Exactly. And, just, and it just cuts to the army dude about to fire the Duke. <laughs> yep. And everybody stands still.
0: And you listen yeah. to the news report. This brilliant ending. This brilliant ending. This news report that says, or no, the the military. And he's like, no, 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 we're yeah. fine. The rain's going to take care of it. We had a direct hit. We absolutely did whatever we needed yeah. at the spot. And the rain will take care of whatever it it, it missed. Yeah. And then we get a reprise of yeah. smoke scenes, and yeah. it drips back into the into the into the into the ground. And do you want a party? And the movie is over. And you yeah. just realize it's cyclical and the world yeah. is doomed. It's such a nihilistic <laughs> ending. Watching. It's
1: brilliant. And then The Walking Dead began. And, uh, that's, that's right. That's right. This is what it's happened. amazing.
0: <laughs> this is the origins. Anyone that likes The Walking Dead, go back and see this
1: movie. Go back and watch this movie.
0: Uh, it's fantastic. I think uh, we both are in unison and uh, uh, in, 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 in simpatico that uh, – This movie is every bit as good, if not even better, than it was in 1985. It's held up so, so well.
1: I would say if you're a a zombie movie aficionado, uh, this needs to be on your list if you've never seen it uh you know if you've only seen the romero uh, side of things uh you need to uh, leap over now i will say the sequels maybe not so much but this movie yes. you need to absolutely see uh it is uh, it is worth it and even if you're not a horror fan necessarily it's an enjoyable rock if you like a good time uh there's a little more but you can put up with it part sure
0: it's definitely it's definitely funny enough too it's just as funny to be a comedy as it is a horror movie All right, folks, that's it for this uh, episode, this inaugural episode. Thanks for joining, and
1: uh, we'll see you next time with another uh, horror favorite. See you later.